Hi, I'm Suparna Goswami, Associate Editor with Information Security Media Group. I have the pleasure to welcome Aviva Lighten, who is VP and Distinguished Analyst at Gartner. We'll talk about fraud in AI. Aviva, it is always a pleasure to have you at the studios. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. So Aviva, the other day we were speaking about the kind of risks that AI has. And the fact is the use of AI and ML have increased many folds across industries in the past few years. While it has its own advantages, it is only now that researchers are pointing out the likely security and fraud risks of AI. You have been researching in this space for some time now. What are your thoughts? Yes, Suparna, there are many risks in AI. In fact, there's what we call the dark side of AI that most people are not thinking about. But from an enterprise point of view, there's three categories of risk. There's security risk. AI is in more critical functions now, so there's more opportunities for hackers to disrupt business, to steal money. So there's security risk. The second category is liability risk. If the AI makes the wrong decision about a customer, if it's biased, if there's a data breach against sensitive data used to train AI, that creates liability for the company, financial loss, reputation loss, fines, compliance issues. And then the third set of risks is the social risk. So the ethics of AI. Are your AI models discriminating against certain populations? There's what we call responsible AI because AI inherits all these biases that already exist in the world. And now it's AI's job to weed out the bias or to be more ethical in the decisions. So there's three types of risks, security, liability, and social. Correct. So you touched upon uh, three risks. So if I have to focus on, say, security or the fraud risk that AI has, uh, what are some fraud risks that you see from AI? Can you share some case study? You know, there's been fraud risk as long as there's been AI models back in the 90s when we started with Falcon credit card fraud detection. And now pretty much every fraud detection system that is looking at unauthorized use of credit cards or debit cards and even plenty of bank account systems that look for fraud are using AI e-commerce. Uh, models are using AI. So there's been attacks against AI for at least 30 years, maybe 40. It's just something that has not been recognized as a category. And the problem with these attacks is you don't really know what the criminal did unless you catch the criminal and do forensic. But we know from talking to our clients that they figure out how the AI models work so for example, they know what the credit card fraud detection model is looking for. Maybe it's looking for you going to the gas pump, trying a small transaction, and then going to a jewelry store and buying a diamond ring. So the criminals figure out what the patterns are that the AI model is looking for, and then they learn how to fly under the radar. And some of the best fraud managers will turn off their AI model for a short period of time, say 15 minutes, just to see what the hackers are trying to do, what games they're playing. So those are, are the examples in, in real world case studies. There's also examples I should point out in the bias point of view, because that affects your customers too. So if AI makes what seems to be a biased example, then the company faces liability risk and social risk. So the two big examples was Amazon, they had a biased formula for recruiting staff to their company, and it was biased towards men. 
that was a few years ago, but even Amazon that has all the machine learning capability and data science capability out there really excel in that kind of uh, technology. They even couldn't get the algorithms right because they inherited the training data where there were more male candidates than female candidates in the areas they were looking for. So their models were biased. The other example that's well known is the Apple credit card. When Apple came out with its credit card, I think it was about a year or two ago, they were giving women much lower credit lines than men. That reputation risk, bias risk, social risk, and these are things that banks have to worry about. And it turns out that the same solutions that stop fraud risk also stop these bias risks. So if you protect your AI, if you analyze what it's doing, if you protect the integrity of the model and the data, you end up eliminating all these risks. Not eliminating, but mitigating them. You never go to zero risk. So another area where AI is getting used is a facial recognition space where there are controversies around facial recognition. So how are you seeing facial recognition being leveraged by fraud? Yeah, that's a really interesting question and topic. So as you said, facial recognition is used extensively and all across the globe for strong authentication. And what the vendors and the bank do, they say, well, let's test for liveness. So if we're looking at Soprano's face when she's logging into the bank, we'll ask, we'll see if she's blinking, if she's moving properly. So that's where uh, the fraudsters come in and they get an image of your picture and they put a deep fake video together that runs on top of their face so they can start blinking and smiling but with the deep fake video and your image it looks like you're smiling and you're blinking so they can look like a live Suparna now to the system and this is something that's pretty new in terms of coming to terms with recognizing that this is a threat and there are solutions to that there's a vendor that actually injects light into the video and the facial validation so the criminals can't mimic that light because it's random they don't know what light's going to uh, be shown. And there's probably other solutions too. So there's never a shortage of innovation on the criminal side and on the solution side. Fascinating, Aviva. So Aviva, off late, we have also seen a rise in social engineering attacks. So how are foresters using AI to launch such attacks? So that comes down also to adversarial AI, where the criminals are using AI, as you said, to socially engineer humans. There's a few ways. There was a case a couple of years ago where a criminal used AI to fake the CEO's voice. So he made a tape of the CEO and really a synthesizer, not a tape. So when he talked, he sounded exactly like the company's CEO. And he called someone at the company, the treasurer, to wire a few hundred thousand euros to his account. And he was able to pull that off because the treasurer thought he was talking to the CEO. So that was the first time we saw AI being used for fraud with synthetic voice. We bet that this will happen much more in the future with deep fake videos. We could now we're all working from home and we have Zoom calls and it would be very easy for me to pretend I'm your boss by using the deep fake video and speaking with you with a deep fake face and also with a synthesizer voice and you'd never know who you 
that I wasn't your boss and I could tell you to do anything I want. If you were a defense contractor, I could ask you to go change some codes or change some configurations on a system. So social engineering is the weak point in any system. It's the human vulnerabilities. It's always the humans that pose the greatest security vulnerability because all you have to do is engineer a human that has access to the system you're trying to get to and then you're in. And so we expect the criminals to keep using AI even more than they are today for their purposes. We won't even know that's happening. So what sort of advancement in attacks do you expect? We expect uh, the criminals using AI for social engineering. We also expect more what's called query attacks. So that's when the criminal just sends queries to the AI model to figure out how it's working. Uh, there's been lab tests that have done that for example, with Google Translate, there's a woman named Dawn Song. She's a professor at Berkeley, and she also has her own company that works on AI threat. She has a security background and an AI background, and her team was able to spoof the Google Translate model. So they were able to figure out how it was working and just insert a couple little characters and words to change the results of Google Translate. This was a lab test. They didn't do it in real life. So that's a, a type of attack we'll see more often where the bad guys figure out how the model works and use it for their own purposes or change the outcomes through data poisoning. You can also steal the training data that's labeled. So let's say you have an image recognition system that says this is a cat and this is a dog. They, the bad guys can steal the data that classified all these pictures into cats and dogs. So I, I expect to see a lot more model theft, model counterfeit. That's what I mean by model theft. It's not like they go into Google and steal the translate model. They just make a copy of it and counterfeit it. And we also expect to see some threat in recognition systems. So let's take an insurance claim system. You have to take a photograph of your car or the, you know, the assessor comes and takes a photograph. Those photographs that are fed to the system to analyze the damage can be altered by someone putting what's called a perturbation in the data. So just by putting a little, a few extra pixels, they can change the results of the claim analysis. So we're, just think about anything that AI uses in terms of digital images to make a decision, whether it's an MRI, a health scan, an insurance claim, a security system with cameras, all those images can be altered to change results. Sure. So, Abhino, what is the way out? Because surely one cannot stop using AI because it has its own advantages. What do you think is a way out and what technologies can be leveraged to ensure fraud using AI can be reduced? You know, the way out is pretty simple, at least in theory. It's always difficult to implement security systems. But first of all, you should put the controls in before you have these problems, right? Like build security in. But we put the solutions in four categories, two of which already exist existing systems. So make sure you have human-focused security systems like security awareness, security training. The second is enterprise security controls, which you already should have, you know, user and behavior analytics. You could see these query attacks I talked about if you were looking for unusual behavior, because to do a query attack, you have to keep querying the model over
over and over and over. So you would see strange patterns of access and you would also keep your system secure, your network security, endpoint security, all the existing security controls, strong authentication that would go into the second pillar. And those systems should already exist in your enterprise. And then there's two new controls for AI, checking the integrity of the model. And so basically not only checking, but protecting it, making sure you harden that model. You've got it totally protected and secured. You can even lock it on a blockchain and that way you can see if the model's been tampered with. And then data integrity checking. So constantly look at the data that's being used to train your model and to run your model. So you need to add two new controls, model integrity validation and data integrity validation. And that's not rocket science. And the other threat that we didn't talk enough of about is the threat from accidents, mistakes, benign actors. It doesn't have to be a malicious hacker that's trying to ruin your AI model. It could just as easily be an employee that set the configurations wrong or the parameters wrong or a customer that typed in the wrong data. They said that their income was $5 million instead of $50,000. So these mistakes are probably more prevalent than malicious attack. And the same controls that weed out the malicious attack will also weed out these mistakes. And these mistakes can ruin your model. So if you have all these typos on income, you may end up making the wrong decisions on credit worthiness. So, you know, it's important to get rid of the data mistake just as much as the malicious data poisoning. Great. Fascinating, Aviva. It was great speaking with you. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much for your interest, Suparna. Thank you. You were listening to Aviva Lighton for ISNG. This is Suparna Goswam. Thank you for watching. Thanks. Great conversation. Thank you. You think it went okay? You're my first conversation on this new research 